to the People by John Lennon. This is the WBAI Evening News presented by The Independent, New York City's progressive newspaper for 20 years. I'm the editor, the Indies editor-in-chief, John Tarleton. 2018's blue wave election flipped control of New York State Senate from the Republicans to progressive Democrats, leaving the GOP and its backers without any power base in Albany. Well, elections have consequences, and in 2019, the legislature passed not only sweeping rent law reforms, but a historic bail law reform that ended cash bail for most, though not all, criminal charges. The new law went into effect on January 1, 2020, and has has quickly come under fierce attack from prosecutors, police unions, and right-wing tabloids like the New York Post and Daily News, with their screaming headlines that portray the new law as unleashing a wave of criminals on society. Joining us tonight to address the campaign against the new bail law is Katie Schaefer, Executive Director of the Center for Community Alternatives, one of the member groups of the Free New York Coalition that fought last year for bail reform. Katie, thank you for joining us tonight on WBAI Evening News. Hi, thank you so much for having me. You bet. Um, So, before we discuss this, the scare, pain, the scare campaign going on around New York State's new bail uh, reform law, can you take us back to why bail reform was passed last year by the leg- legislature and signed into law by Governor Cuomo? Why was this uh, such an urgent priority? Absolutely. So prior to the passage of bail reform, there were over 25,000 New Yorkers in jail on any given day, and the vast majority, nearly 70 percent, were there pre-trial. This means that they had not been convicted of anything, but they were there overwhelmingly because they could not afford bail. And this was a system that on its most basic level violated the presumption of innocence, uh, that it uh, in, in particular criminalized poverty, that it treated people who could not afford to buy their freedom to pay bail. It treated them as as guilty until they could prove otherwise. Uh, it's a system that targeted uh, communities of color. It's a system that devastated families and communities, that it only takes a day, a week, a month in jail on bail you cannot afford to lose your job, to lose your housing, uh, to be able to be unable to pick up your children in school. And then it's also a system that led to unjust outcomes, that when people are incarcerated pretrial, they are far more likely to take guilty pleas, whether or not they've done the harm they are accused of. Uh, and so uh, the system of pretrial detention and of money bail was very appealing to prosecutors because it allowed for sort of assembly line convictions, uh, but that is not in the interest of justice in our system. Uh, and so it was for these reasons for the crisis of mass jailing, particularly for highly impacted uh, black and brown and low-income communities uh, that uh, advocates uh, and faith leaders uh, and community members across New York State fought for bail reform legislation that was passed in April. Right. And can you elaborate a little bit more on why the previous cash bail system uh, was so destabilizing for families and communities? Absolutely. Um, So if you can imagine being arrested and if you work a shift job, it only takes a day or two in jail before you have lost your job. Once you've lost your job, it doesn't take very long uh, before you're unable to make a rent payment or a mortgage payment. 
once you've lost housing, um, uh, that leads to a cascading series of consequences, not just for the individual, but for their, but for their family. There's also the question of caretaking. If the person who's now in jail on bail that cannot afford has young children or is a caretaker to an elderly relative, there's a question of who cares uh, for, those, for those people. Uh, if the person who cannot afford bail uh, is a college student, uh, they risk failing their classes and then losing their financial aid. Uh, if they have um, uh, medical or other health issues, uh, they don't have access to the doctors or to the health care they need. Uh, if there's somebody suffering from mental health crisis, we know that jail is a traumatizing experience, uh, and that exacerbates uh, whatever kind of mental health issues people need rather than supporting uh, treatment and care. And so for all of those reasons, it's destabilizing for the individual, it's destabilizing for their family, uh, but then also because of the ways that the criminal legal system has really targeted black and brown and low-income communities, that it is then destabilizing outward for whole communities. Okay. And what's your response to the anti-bail reform uh, voices who are pointing to examples perhaps selective examples, but uh, examples nonetheless of people being charged with a crime, being released without having to make bail, and then quickly being arrested again on another charge? So there are a couple of things that I would point out. One is that under New York's prior money bail system, this outcome could also have occurred. It just would have occurred specifically for people who have access to wealth. Uh, And so it was a system that Uh, caused the poor to languish in jail and allowed people with wealth to buy their freedom. And so that is the issue that is addressed under the new bail reform. Um, I also point to uh, an article that just came out in the Syracuse Post Standard uh, that looked at who was released under uh, uh, the bail reform in in the past week. And what they found is that uh, the vast majority of people who have been released uh, were released under the old system as well. They were just detained for one, two, three days. Uh, and so this is a, a, a system that is now, uh, the new bail reform is now eliminating these incredibly harmful short stays uh, mm-hmm. that, that people were experiencing. Okay. So we just have a couple of more minutes here. Uh, but uh, can you speak to... Um the situation where you know the Republicans uh, lost control of the state Senate in the 2018 mid- midterms, and it was also a big loss for district attorneys and police groups that had long been able to thwart reforms at the state level. To what extent do you believe this campaign of fear is driven by anger over their loss of power and influence in the state government? And is there also something more they are angry about and lashing out about? You make a very good point. I think this is both about a political loss of power, but it's also very fundamentally about a loss of power within the system. One of the things that a uh, system of money bail and pretrial detention did for district attorneys was that it allowed for the easy and efficient coercion of plea deals, that when somebody is incarcerated pretrial, they are far more likely to take guilty pleas. And this allowed district attorneys uh, to resolve cases very quickly. Now, whether they resolved those cases in the interest of justice is a different question. Uh, But money bail was a power play by district attorneys. And the loss of, uh, of of that strategy 
um, as well as the new discovery reforms that require them to turn over evidence at the beginning of the case means that they do not hold all of the cards and all of the power in ways that they have previously. Okay. And real quickly, uh, uh, the Free New York Coalition is is you know fighting back against this fear campaign. I know you'll have a press conference in uh, Albany later this week. But real quick, uh, for people who want to uh, keep track of what's going on and what you all are doing, uh, where can they uh, find uh, information? Uh, so you can uh, look at the Twitters of the of the organizations who have been leading on this work, Vocal New York, the New York Civil Liberties Union, the Center for Community Alternatives. Uh, you can also uh, sign up for the newsletter at any of those organizations. Uh, all of us are sharing information through, through all of our public platforms, uh, and we would be excited to have you advocate with us. Excellent. We'll leave it there. And Katie Schaefer uh, from the Center for Community Alternatives, thank you for joining us tonight on WBAI Evening News.